part two of session 41, and let's get deeper in our knowledge of energy centers. Let's begin. So far, we have a pretty good knowledge about energy centers and their relationship with us and our consciousness and our planet and our evolution and everything else. This is why one of the things that I usually emphasize when I talk about uh, spiritual evolution or knowledge in metaphysics is the energy centers or chakras because they are a system rather than parts. They are a system that help us understand a lot of things about the creation. It's almost like understanding duality. Duality is uh, for sure one of the most, uh, if not the main thing that we need to understand for awakening. And I would say that the energy centers or chakras are as essential, but for the metaphysical student, because it describes so much of our reality, our illusion, rather and um you know the whole evolution of of the cosmos itself and the creator as well so in any case you know energy centers every time there is talk about energy centers i am so excited and i'm so um i would say emphatic into what this means and the different ramifications of it so you're gonna see that i'm going to go really deep into this uh, at least on the answers that Ra gives us because like I said in the last video, I, I didn't want to finish with this question that I have here. And I wanted to give my um, the most energy here, <laughs> speaking of energy centers. So we have that, we have fasting here too. We're gonna to talk a little bit about that. And it, yeah, it's gonna be mostly about that in evolution, of course. So there's something else I wanted to say, which I, I probably forgot already but it's gonna unfold as we go through it. So, oh, reminder of our last session, we left on the line of question that Don had about, he wanted to know about the organisms and the, uh, the different energy centers that are present in the beings rather. Uh, and we explore what the first entity or first being is considered, which is the photon and so on. So. Just remember that we're coming from that angle and Don's question is going to be related to that, talking about, uh, which will make sense, we're talking about um, a tiny being called the dinoflagellate that is a sort of plankton um, living being that had a copper or iron base uh, cell and all that stuff. So we're coming from biology to energy centers. And that's where Don's going to ask the first question that I have here for the last part of this session. And let's get this rolling. So Don says, is this energy center then on a very small scale related to the orange energy center in men? And again, this is question 14. And he's asking about, um, yeah, the energy center, uh, the orange energy center. That's what he was talking about. So just, just as a recap, I don't, I don't have the other question present here. 
uh, but that's the orange energy center that he's talking about and says is this orange energy center then on a very small scale related to the orange energy center in men and Ra's gonna say the true color is precisely the same between human and the uh, dinoflagellate uh, however the consciousness of the second density beginning is primitive and the use of orange ray limited to the expression of self which may be seen to be movement and survival in third density at this time those clinging to orange ray have a much more complex system of distortions through which orange ray is manifested. This is somewhat complicated. We shall endeavor to simplify. So before Ra endeavors to simplify, uh, let me piece this together because I, I forgot to mention that, yeah, Don was asking about the orange um, Energy, uh, if the orange ray that was present in the dinoflagellate uh, was also present in the human. That's where the questions were coming from from the last video, question 13. And in 14, uh, now Ross explaining a couple of things. First, you have to remember that every density has the same subdensities, okay? Same subdensities in the sense of vibration. And that means just chakras. Let's put it that way. A animal or plant has seven chakras because it's connected also to the creation through the seven energy centers. They are in potentiation. However, they're not active. And that's where, what we're gonna get into with this and other questions. So this means that the, uh, the dinoflagellate, or just let's call it an animal. The animal has the orange energy center, however, the way they use it is much different than us, of course, because we possess self-awareness. In, uh, instead of only the expression of movement and growth, that is, say, the basic function of orange, it's a primitive function of orange energy center. However, you can see that the same thing is present in us humans. We also move and are inclined to grow. That is present there too but we associate our movement and growth with different things because of self-awareness. So you can see the subtle difference there, and it's not really subtle, it's pretty, um, it's pretty plain uh, and, and you know obvious. So when they say in third density at this time, those clinging to orange ray um, have a much more complex system of distortions through which orange ray is manifest, that's what they mean. You know, there is a lot more going on for us to express that orange energy center uh, in terms of movement and growth. We also have identity here, which is a, it's a com complex uh, manifestation of the orange energy center. This is somewhat complicated. All right, they'll, they'll go deeper into this. So, and when they say true color, they're talking about the true color of the chakra. I know we talked about true color before. So this is just a true color or true vibration of the orange energy center. So Ra continues and says, the appropriate true color for third density is, as you have ascertained, yellow. However, the influences of the true color green acting upon yellow ray energies, uh, entities have caused many entities to revert to the consideration of self rather than the stepping forward into consideration of other self or green ray. Now, <laughs> I love the Don asked a biological question and biological slash metaphysical in, ter in terms of the energy centers present in a second density being. And Ra is going to, you know, go on a tangent here to express 
actually consciousness in our planet. This is why I wanted to stay longer in this question, because Ra is saying that um, is they're coming from the uh, the explanation that the orange energy center in the um, in the animal is geared towards movement and growth, at least at the primitive level. Beyond that is looking for relationship with other selves, being other animals. Uh, of the same species and you know it goes on to that they they have to develop some sort of identity for that whether that be through smell through sight through sound and they recognize each other so this is the proper movement in evolution of consciousness for the orange ray entity which is the orange ray uh, the animal or plant say the plants communicate in the same way they do it through different methods Uh, one of the most impressive one is through the underground mycelium which is a network of uh, chemical communication between uh, plants and mycelium and bacteria and they exchange nutrients depending on which one so I mean there's a very complex way that uh, second density beings can communicate and they tend to each other this is how they develop yellow and possibly even green as we'll see in, in the rest of the of the answers but in any case uh, I'm going way off track here now once Ra establishes that that the animals have that sort of use of orange ray then they go into you know the human and they say the appropriate true color for third density is as you have ascertained yellow that is the true color so our yellow ray is the true color uh, for our for our third density that is where we see most of our growth that is where we have say just like I explained the animal and the plant have orange ray as their primal um, say um, vibration to evolve we have third ray and third ray is just another way to summarize consciousness of self-awareness plus service to others or service to self. That is what we get the most out of this density. So they're saying, however, the influences of the true color green acting upon yellow ray entities has caused many entities to revert to the consideration, they're talking about humans here, of self rather than the stepping forward into consideration of other self or green ray. So what does this mean? Visualize yellow ray as the decision where we go into green ray right we go into green ray because now as opposed to the animals looking and finding their pack their flock their uh their shoal whatever instead of that we're looking for uh manifestation of seeing the other self as self we are growing in consciousness and that is the attraction of green ray of con- of unconditional love for each other and um, the movement of ourselves into a space of acceptance of other selves as the self that is what the green ray is calling for that is the attraction of green ray from yellow green from yellow ray and that attraction for some reason which we can definitely talk about uh, in our humanity in our 
um, our level of, of consciousness has gone back to orange ray consideration of self rather than stepping forward into consideration of other selves. So you see consideration of self is orange ray consideration of other selves as the self, meaning that you see other people like you, you are the other people, you are the planet, you are the cosmos. All of that is green ray and beyond. Whereas, you know, consideration of myself, me, me, me first. I go first, you know, what, what's in it for me? You know, uh, this is me, I am an ego, I need to survive. It's stepping down into orange rain. And our society is so fixated on this that you can see how easy it is to just diagnose our whole culture for being a self-centered society. There is a reason for that, of course, and we're gonna get into that, but at least at this point, realize that what's happening is that in terms of consciousness, the yellow ray is being attracted by green ray, but humanity, because of their conditioning or our conditioning, is stepping back into orange ray of self-consideration. They're not going into either consideration of self as self-service, that's a different thing, and we're gonna get into that, or um, consideration of other selves for green ray development. So it's, um, it's a regression, actually, that's happening in humanity at this point. Um, and we're at the end of the master cycle, so woohoo! All right, Rock says in the next part, this may not be seen to be a negatively polarized nature, as the negatively polarized entity is working very intensively with the deepest manifestations of yellow ray group energies, especially the manipulation of other selves for service to self. Those reverting to orange ray, and we may add, these are many upon your plane at this time, of course, <laughs> are those who feel the vibrations of true color green and, therefore, respond by rejecting governmental and societal activities as such and seek once more the self. Of course, Ra has more to, to say and we have more to unpack, but this is what I was saying. See, this paragraph is good to realize that we are not as humanity. Humanity is not polarizing towards a negative because of consideration of self. It's actually taking a step back into the animal fearful mentality of preserving the self, not knowing that it is a, um, it is a, a group, a society, I, uh, an interdependent organism is what I'm trying to say. It's not realizing that. Humanity is not at this point at least, and this is 1981, and in 40 years we haven't really advanced much. There's reasons for that though, there are reasons for that. But uh, the fact remains that we're still a very animalistic society that is only looking for themselves. And possibly maybe, you know, for the pack, for the family, me and my family, you know, that's a very animalistic view. Um, so it's not negative because it is not even working with yellow ray negative polarization, which means, and some are for sure, some are seduced by this and the attraction, of course, of negative polarization on this planet is, it's huge, it's there, you know. Uh, but people are reverting to the orange ray because they're either afraid of, um, of the green activation, which is rejection of order and stuff like that, which we're going to get into, or they're just simply afraid of, um, of other beings. Um, I mean, I'm putting words where they shouldn't be, you know, in terms of saying why, why we're there. But that, 
the fact remains that we're there. We're in the orange. And, you know, th there is the possibility to polarize towards the negative, of course, because that's just, you know, the, the societal structure that we have. But a lot of people reject that, and that's because they're positive inside. And that rejection, that is the rejection when they say, uh, <laughs> I love that they say there are many upon, the upon your planet this time, and we can agree that that hasn't changed much. Those who feel vibrations of true, true color green, so they feel, you know, see, these people, the vast majority of the planet, I would say 98% of the planet is positively oriented, possibly even more. But as they feel the vibrations of green ray, they respond by rejecting governmental and societal activities, and as such, they seek once more the self. Instead of getting involved, because this is really what it means. It's not about you saying, well, you know, we should be loving and caring, but I just don't think that's gonna happen. Ask anybody on the street. I would be uh, thrilled to see a survey that asks people, you know, do you feel that we should be an all-loving society? And the vast majority would say yes. But then ask them, um, do you feel we're heading in that direction? And they would say, no, I don't think so. And that only shows that people are not positive about, you know, the, uh, the <laughs> they're not positive about what they feel the planet should be. You know, like, if you're not positive, then you're seeing either the negative side or you're seeing the animalistic side. That is just how it is. I mean, I cannot create any other explanation for somebody who sees the world in green, yet they uh, they reject it as a possibility. It doesn't make sense. It's like saying the sun is bright. However, I uh, I just uh, I I cannot you know imagine uh, the brilliance of it. It's not it's it's bright, but it's not bright. <laughs> it's basically what they're saying in a in a in a confused way. Because this means that they're going back to orange, and they're saying yes it. Uh, I see that it should be green, but I like to see it orange. And those say, well, uh, it's not that it should be green, it's that it should be very yellow. Yellow, orange, and red. That should be a negative uh, entity, uh, polarizing towards the negative. So, you know, this is this is another way of expressing our, our zeitgeist, you know, where we are right now in terms of the spirit of... Um, of the time that's where we are but it's 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 inevitable like i said it's inevitable that the green is going to shine here so the question is you know are people getting prepared for that are they um are they making use let's not even prepare prepare it means like prepare for famine or a battle or war or whatever you know it's like you don't prepare you just i mean are you aware that it's happening it's better it's a better word so all right Ra says something else they say However, not having developed the yellow ray properly so that it balances the personal vibratory rates of the entity, the entity then is faced with the task of further activation and balancing of the self in relation to the self. Thus, the orange ray manifestation at this space-time nexus. Mm -hmm. Thus, true color orange is that which it is without difference. However, the manifestations of this or any ray may be seen to be most various depending upon the vibratory levels and balances of the mind-body or mind-body-spirit complexes which are expressing these energies. All right, so now we get, uh, I'm, I want to reread this part. However, the manifestations of this or any 
ray may be seen the most various depending upon the vibratory levels and balances of the mind-body. It's beautiful because now it's um they're explaining how how this works. You know, vibrating in orange. What what does that mean? For first they say not having developed the yellow ray properly, okay, and develop yellow ray in the positive sense again is to see other selves as self. You know, other people are me. Okay, that is the proper development of a yellow ray for a positive being, of course. Uh, so that it balances the personal vibratory rates of the entity. Basically, if you are me, what are the qualities in me that I can see in you? This is balancing. This is balancing who I think I am and what I see in you because I see a difference. You are not male, you don't have a beard, you are not 39 years old, you are not Spanish or American or are American but not Spanish, whatever. You know, whatever differences I may see, I would balance them and compensate them for the true, uh, the true similarity that exists between us. That is the word. I will balance all of that with the true similarities that are beyond our differences. And you can see, and I keep emphasizing that this society, the rulers of the society, keep emphasizing division through all the methods that we have seen from 2020 has been accelerating the divisions because they want that. They want people divided so they can rule them better. They rule, they control, they manipulate. That's their path. And people are, this is why, you know, I know it's a little dismissive to call people sheep, but I mean, it, it is it is kind of like a, a good um, analogy to say people who have become sheep rather than humans. They rather be herded by the shepherds and the shepherds are the ones in control. And it's also appropriate for the animal perspective that they are becoming, me and myself, differences. You are not getting, you know, the shot, which everybody's talking about. Oh, so you are different than me. You know, and you are endangering my livelihood and you are, you know, to be cast out of society or, you know, on the other side, you know, you got the shot, you know, so what does that mean that you are a sheep, you do not belong to me? I mean, no matter which position you take, it's not about the position, it's about how you see it and how you embrace the true similarities that unified us, not the differences. So. Oh my God, I wish I could keep talking about this, but we have so much more to cover. So that is, you know, the activation and balancing of the self in relation to self. Thus, the orange ray manifestations as this space-time nexus. Beautifully put. I mean, uh, it's so precise right now with all the stuff that's going on to divide us by color, now by health or by status and health. It's just, it's just phenomenal what the Orion group has been doing in this planet for people to grow and so you either stay back in the sheep orange mentality of animalistic behavior or you step up to the green ray attraction of similarities we are one you know how do you want to see it are we divided or we are one well you know you know i, I don't know <laughs> uh, green ray maybe so yeah all right so the other part they saying is however the manifestations of this or any uh, may or, or any ray may be seen the most various depending upon the vibratory levels and balances of the mind-body. Basically, 
the uh, the manifestations of the orange ray will depend on the configurations, the levels and balances of the entity. So somebody, just to put somebody that doesn't care about any of these differences, they see everybody, you know, whatever you are, whatever you do, whatever, you know, you post, whatever you tell me, whatever uh, people you, you surround yourself with, however crimes you make, whatever, all of that is illusory division. Who we truly are is one. Me and you are one. That person has an orange ray pretty much crystallized and not blocked. It's a balanced entity in the orange. What does this mean? That they have more energy to bring to the heart as opposed to division. Division is staying there. So the other person on the opposite is seeing the world divided and completely uh, disoriented. And we are to be, you know, we need the shepherds. We need the shepherds to give us all the food, the health and the uh, education and uh, philosophies and science. I mean, we need them. We need authority. I give my authority to them. Th those people are definitely vibrating in a different level in balance. They do not have energy to spend in their heart because all of it is being spent in illusory division. So we can see how uh, from a very lower consciousness perspective, humanity is still vibrating in the orange as opposed to even the yellow ray, which is where we're supposed to be. We are meant to develop and activate yellow and green. Yet we are muddying our orange from the yellow. So I, from this, oh my God, we can say so much about this, but we're 20 something minutes in the session and we have more to cover. So shall we move on? Question 15 of session 41, we're still in session 41. Don says, could you tell me the simplest and first entity to have both orange and yellow ray energy centers? Uh, Ra says, upon your planetary sphere, those having the first yellow ray experiences are those of animal and vegetable natures, which find the necessity for reproduction and bisexual techniques, or who find it necessary to depend in some way upon other selves for survival and growth. All right, so uh, Don means activation here. I mean, it, all entities have all uh, seven energy centers, okay? Whether that be our fellow dinoflagellate or whether it be the Buddha, you know, they all have uh, seven energy centers. Ra has seven energy centers as well. The planet has seven energy centers, believe it or not. And, um, you know, this, this is where Don actually says is, you know, which entities, what did he say specifically? the simplest and first entity to have both orange and yellow ray energy centers. That would be, you know, who have activated. And that's what Ra is saying when they say um, that the animals and the vegetables are the ones who have this necessity of reproduction by bisexual techniques. This is that they, they feel the need to pair with another uh, entity of the same species, of course. And so they find ways to communicate with them. This is where you see the flora and the fauna, advanced flora and fauna, as opposed to primitive that is not, not in need of bisexual reproduction. They see creating some fantastic um, uh, mating calls or mating uh, systems 
say, flowers, or um, I forgot the, the name of this bird in, I believe is it's in Africa, where they do a, the most phenomenal choreography of uh, three or more birds to try to find the mate for, uh, for, for, for the leading choreographer. <laughs> there's a bird who is the, the lead, and then there's, he has like three buddies helping him out to do this dance. It's phenomenal stuff. You know, this is all going or growing towards third density. They're developing their third density. So they have these, um, that's why they have the, necess the necessary to depend, uh, they find the necessary to depend in some way upon other selves for survival and growth. So, you know, for survival, they do, the pack needs, you know, the uh, the members, the leader, and so on, to for survival and for growth, you know, for reproduction. The same way with these uh, little um, little fellows, and uh, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot their name. Um, but the, there's so much in nature that you can see animals and plants interacting in ways that you you see the dance of life going on. So that dance of life is how we 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 can poetically say is the seeking of yellow ray experiences. So. That's why plants and animals are developing their yellow ray, in for sure, all of them, you know, and why one way or another, depending on their primitive allocation of consciousness, because it's still the planet, it's still the second density planet that is, it's moving energy through the different. So just to, so it makes sense, you know, in developing here. Um, I'm fascinated by this stuff, so I, uh, I have to. I have to prolong the session here. But think about it this way. People may say, you know, well, what do you mean that dinoflagellate is still here? Does that mean it hasn't grown in consciousness? No. It means that the most primitive forms of energy will experience movement and growth through that allocation of uh, physical beingness. So in essence, what I'm saying is that the planet, the energy of the planet, the sun is providing energy to the planet, that energy, um, it's going to go through the movement and growth first of dinoflagellate, then as it dies, it goes into uh, bacteria, and then as a bacteria, it'll go into, um, you know, a um, pluri pluricellular uh, types of beings, and so it keeps evolving in the chain of the same energy will keep going into different uh, different beings that have a wider and wider possibility of of, uh, of expansiousness of consciousness because of what they're um, they're capable of doing in their environment. So from dinoflagellate, I'm saying all the way to elephants or dolphins or dogs, those are the higher uh, ends of second density forms. So it's not that dinoflagellate has a spirit and it's been stuck there, you know? Mr. Dinoflagellate has been stuck in orange ray. No, that means that the energy has been moving from one to the other, from the most primitive to the most advanced second density. So it eventually gets invested into the spirit of third density. So I hope that makes sense because this is how I perceive it. This is how it makes sense within the model. And, you know, it takes away that idea that, you know, um, you know, my, uh, I don't know, some primitive form, uh, a bird, I don't know, something has been stuck there for years. No, this is evolution from consciousness. All right, we have more, of course, Ooh, so much more.
So Don says, and then what entity would be the simplest that would have red, orange, yellow, and green activation? Uh, again, Don is following the development and evolution. It's a good question, you know, from these entities. And Ross says, this information has been covered in a previous session. To perhaps simplify your asking, each center may be seen to be activated potentially in third density, the late second density entities having the, the capability, if efficient use is made of experience, of vibrating, of activating the green ray energy center. So, so Don is asking like, all right, what is the next entity that has uh, these? And you would think it's maybe, you know, um, just humans. But funny enough, Ross says, and this makes sense within the model, that even second densities can develop green ray. First of all, they say that this information has been covered previously, and I believe this is, you know, in the past when we talk about second density development. Um, but see, to simplify, not the asking of Don, but the sim to simplify the concept that Don is asking, they say that each energy center maybe seem to be activated potentially in third density. This is important for us but I'm gonna cover first second density. The late second density entities, when they say late second density entities, they mean, like I said, elephants, dolphins, dogs, those who exhibit a higher, even, I mean, cows. I know people may not like it because they eat cows and pigs and stuff, but they are pretty late densities. So, you know, for people who are sensitive to this, this is why a lot of people become vegetarians or even vegan, uh, because they realize that they have been eating, you know, basically fellow, you know, they wouldn't eat their dogs, but they, they eat pigs and cows. Um, you know, uh, and this is no agenda of mine at all. <laughs> this is just saying, this is the reason why a lot of people, when they realize this, they say, oh my God, you know, they have a higher level of consciousness. And this is why, you know, I, who have a plant-based diet, would definitely eat fish, but fishing techniques are pretty disgusting, so... Uh, unless I fish them, you know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't eat animals if they were wild. I mean, I see, I don't have an affiliation with this, but th this is the strong affiliation of uh, humanity again with being stuck with the vision and not about understanding the creation as a whole. I remember somebody in terms of diet, and we're going to get into that with fasting in this, um, in this video, but I'll never forget this wise man who said one day to his son, uh, don't worry, you know, about eating animals because it's light eating light. And I was just, I wasn't even spiritual at that point. <laughs> I was i was stuck in my science mind. I was like, wow, that's deep. I love it. So in any case, uh, so that is the second, uh, late second density entities are those who are developing really, you know, their, their self-awareness in their, uh, in their animal form. And they have the vibrating, activating, uh, um, the vibrating, activated green ray energy centers because they have it. Let's say uh, a dog, or a cow, or a dolphin, or an elephant. Those late second density entities, pigs included too. I love pigs. I, they used to be, you know, part of my diet. Now I just love them. <laughs> um, all animals in late uh, second density, they have this, all these energy centers activated, I mean, uh, potentiated, in potentiation. But if they are invested with love, like we do with dogs, for example, they feel their energy center, their green energy center being activated and they grow. So that's how they get catalysts for growth into 
a third density uh, being, being a human. So they keep moving up the chain, like I said, from dino flagellate all the way to dog to humans. That's how it grows. And yeah, that's what they're saying here. Let's cover the rest because we're halfway through and we still have more than half of this video. Um, yeah, it would help if I keep moving. Don says, question 17, well, then would an animal in second density have all the energy centers in some way in its being, but not just not activated? And yes, Ra says, this is precisely correct. We covered this already, so no need to stay here. This is just that all energy centers, right? What do they say? An animal in second density have all the energy centers in some way in its being, but not just activated. And activation just means about catalyst. So I think Don is going to ask. Okay. Now, the animal in second density is composed of lights as are all things. What I'm trying to get at is the relationship between the light that the various bodies of the animal are created of and the relationship of this to the energy centers which are active and the ones which are not active and how this is linked with the logos. It is a difficult question to ask. Actually, a difficult question for me to understand. Uh, can you give me some kind of answer in that? So there is a relationship between light, pure light, and the energy centers and how they're activated and so on. So Ross going to say, the answer is to redirect your thought processes from any mechanical view of evolution. All right, this is... So Rise, as usual, you know, they're simplifying it pretty well. The will of the Logos posits the potentials available for to the evolving entity. The will of the entity as it evolves is the single measure of the rate of fastidiousness of the activation and balancing of the various energy centers. That's it. That's all that, Don, that Ra had to say about Don's question. Because I think Don was getting at is the relationship between the pure light that the Logos emanates. And then with the relationship is with that light to the energy centers as they are supposed to work in second density, an animal, a plant, and how the activation of those, you know, different uh, energy centers uh, relate to the other energy center as they grow and activate and keep moving and so on. So he wanted to know a mechanistic way of explaining this. And Ra says, take all of that out of your mind, okay, and just see it this way. The Logos posits the potentials available for the involving entity. That means it will create for, say, the animal, um, the octave of experience for it, which is the seven chakras or seven energy centers that the animal possess, okay? And there is potentials there. There is potential for growth in an infinite possi uh, possibilities, infinite possibilities to, uh, to move and grow and to realize the self, which is really but a, what an energy center or actually um, not an energy center, a second density being is wanting to do. But they say the will of the entity, and this is the will of the animal or plant as it evolves, meaning as it goes into the lessons of the second density, which means catalyst experience and catalyst for growth. They say is the single measure, the will, the single measure of the rate and fastidiousness of the activation and balancing of the various energy centers. So, in essence, whatever the animal uses in experience for catalyst in growth is what's going to determine their activation and further evolution through the second density body for the self-awareness, which is the goal of second density, 
and even further, it's possible, depending on the uh, the animal that is um, that is manifested as the consciousness of the planets is in second density, then they may use the heart or the green ray energy center of them. And that's how they become humans. Next question. 19. Don says, Thank you. In yesterday's, uh, or the day before yesterday's session, you mentioned variable speed of rotation or activity of energy centers. What did you mean by that? Speed of rotation. Ross says, each energy center has a wide range of rotational speed, or, as you may see it more clearly in relation to color, brilliance. The more strongly the will of the entity concentrates upon and refines or purifies each energy center, the more brilliant or rotationally active each energy center will be. It is not necessary for the energy centers to be activated in order in the case of the self-aware entity, that would be a third density entity, humans, Thusly, entities may have extremely brilliant energy centers while being quite unbalanced in their violet ray aspect due to the lack, due to lack of attention paid to, to the totality of experience of the entity. We have more to say here from Ra, but now we're getting into the territory of understanding the development of each energy center as we have them activated and what I call energizing. And energizing, it's probably not the best word, but that's the one I use. Because energizing may imply that you need more energy running through your energy centers, which is not true. What you need is balance between the whole system of energy centers and in its own activated state. Because you be, you could be quite brilliant. You, can, you could be, like they say, or have very... Uh, high speed of rotation in your energy center, but that does not mean development. Development is more equated to balance between all the energy centers. That's why no energy center can stand on itself. And that's why we as third density beings, yellow bodies, right? We have seven energy centers to balance ourselves, to balance the yellow body that we have. We have seven energy centers and so on and so on, subdensities and so on. So, what is Ron saying here? They say, each energy center has a wide range of rotational speed. Of course, energy centers, they may rotate at a different speed. Or brilliance, like they say. The more strongly the will of the entity concentrates upon and refines or purifies energy center, the more brilliant or rotationally active each energy center will be. So the more you concentrate on those, uh, and energized, like I say, you know, then the more they will shine. It is not necessary, however, okay, it is not necessary for the energy centers to be activated in order in the case of the self-aware entity. We don't have to activate them in order. Meaning that we don't have to go, all right, you know what, I, I need to activate my yellow energy center because I can really love. That is not true. You are loving already. That is already activated in you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a third density being. Um, at least a late third density being. Maybe a primitive. Maybe a primitive uh, animal who got into... But that, at this point, is highly unlikely because we have a... We're at the end, but let me not discuss that. It's just not likely. You know, that people are this way. Everybody has 
And like Ross said, you know, all energy centers, did they say it in this one or in the last one? Um, they said it in the last one and I didn't discuss it. This is very relevant, so I'm gonna go back and reread Ron, uh, Ron's explanation when they say, yes, I missed this, I'm sorry. But I'm not really sorry because I got to this again. <laughs> so they say, um, the will of the entity, no, this is, this is way before, okay. Where did I get that? Yes. No? The third density being having the potential for complete self-awareness has the potential for minimal activation of all energy centers. When Ross said this in session, in um, question 16, what they meant, and I'll reread it again, the third density being having the potential for complete self-awareness, okay, we have the possibility of self-awareness, uh, has the potential for the minimal activation of all energy centers. So, as opposed to our fellow dinoflagellate and also uh, dogs or plants or anybody else, you know, we have, we humans, have the potential of activating all energy centers. That's because we're self-aware. And so we have the possibility of activating, uh, obviously, green, yellow, uh, not yellow, yellow's activated already, <laughs> green, blue, indigo, and violets, in the sense, well, violet doesn't get activated, but balancing it or balancing the, the other six for Violet to be balanced. Uh, or fully, um, yeah, balanced is the, the right word. So we humans have the possibility of activating all energy centers, okay? And this is why uh, when it is not needed to activate, like we don't need to... Uh, <laughs> I've heard maybe people saying that, all right, my blue energy center is not activated, so I need to activate it. But first... You know, I need to uh, work on, on my red chakra, Malkuth, because somebody said I have imbalances there. Well, that's not true. All energy centers can be worked on because we have a potential activation. So, you know, that's, that's what they're saying here. It's not necessary for the energy centers to be activated in order, in the case of the self-aware entity. Because a self-aware entity, like I went back and said, all energy centers are in potential, potentiation. And it's just, uh, it's just waiting for the will of the entity to be activated. Mainly, or namely, that you decide to work on those. But you first have to know what are they. Um, okay, so they say, thusly, entities may have extremely brilliant energy centers while being quite unbalanced in their violet ray aspect. Okay, so this may sound confusing because they say violet ray, but I'll explain it. Um... Entities may have extremely brilliant energy centers because they are so, you know, they're really pure in their yellow. And, you know, this is pretty common in our society. You know, they they are of a nature of ordering society. They want to order society in a loving way. So their yellow ray, guess what? It's really brilliant. However, they are lacking a lot of, you know, um, problems in their self-identity. So their orange may be imbalanced. Furthermore, their green may be limited because they have a fear of possession, you know, and that's why they're working so much in yellow. And maybe their blue is really brilliant because they express themselves really well. So you can see how this can become really unbalanced. And that's what Ra is saying when they mention that they can be quite unbalanced in their violet ray aspect because the violet ray in this way is summarizing all the colors of the different energy centers. So from these energy centers, if you are in balance, then your violet ray is going to express it. Yes? So that's what rise meaning, you know, with this violet ray. And again, you know, this is 
this can be summarized into saying you have all energy centers activated okay and in potentiation for further activation and more rotational speed and it's just awaiting your will to work on those but remember you have to have your lower energy centers balanced and that just means you cannot ignore them that doesn't mean you have to work on them you may not even have to but you have to pay attention anything that comes your way you don't have to say oh well you know i'm already a loving unconditional loving person so i don't have to deal with this <laughs> who says that the ego or the true self next question nope not next question Ross says, the key to balance may then be seen in the unstudied, spontaneous, and honest response of entities toward experiences, thus using experience to the utmost, then applying the balancing exercises and achieving the proper attitude for the most purified spectrum of energy center manifestation in violet ray. So, what are they saying here? This is really, you know, um, completely the recommendations of a master. This is Master Ra talking about balancing. The key to balance is the in is in the unstudied. Okay, you don't study for this. Spontaneous comes out like that, and um, the response of entities towards experience, an honest response of entities towards experiences. What is honest? How you see it? You know, is this? Do I look good in this? No, <laughs> you don't have to, you know, that's spontaneous, that's honest, and that's unstudied. You don't have to even, I mean, you're just being asked, you know, do I look good in this? No. Does my hair look nice? <laughs> you don't have to, you just be spontaneous. That is the key to balance. Because when you take a step back and say like, should I say, you know, she looks good with the hair, you know, even though it looks horrible. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. You can feel the blockage in there. You don't have to be a metaphysic guru in this. You can feel it yourself when it's like, uh, yeah, sure, you're being fake. Don't be fake. Be honest. Be spontaneous. It's going to put you in a better position in the long run. You know, it might not be nice because you've been faking it for a while. And we fake a lot of stuff. So, you know, that's just that's just how it goes. You know, it's I'm not saying it, it's raw saying it. Be spontaneous. But this is, you know, in Zen Buddhism, they, um, Zen teachings actually, not Buddhism, I'm just gonna say Zen teaching, they tell you to be spontaneous. You know, that is what they're looking for. Their koans are mostly a spontaneous reaction to what it is. It's not the unsee, when you study about it, when you reflect on it, you're, der you know, uh, derailing from, from the teachings of Zen. In Zen, they just teach you, be spontaneous, like that. You know, when they teach you how to uh, master martial arts, your attention must be in the present. You can be thinking, you know, is the movement going to come from here? I should, you know, my uh, um, my guard must be this. You know, you're just there in the moment. And now you have all the energy to react to something, you know. So it's, uh, it's reactive. It's honest, spontaneous, and unstudied. So they say then applying the balancing exercises and achieving, well, balancing exercises, just whatever it say, you know, in the example that you said, Oh, darling, you look awful. <laughs> you just look ugly with that hair. Please, take that off. No, you don't say that. You just say, oh, you just don't look good. Whatever. See, now you apply the balancing exercise of first, knowing who you are. Second, accepting who you are at that moment. That doesn't mean you have to be who you are at the moment. You accept what happened. You just accept it. And then you become the creator. 
and achieving the proper attitude for the most purified spectrum of energy center manifestation in violet ray. So yeah, just proper attitude for the most purified, uh, see, uh, spectrum of energy centers. What does that mean? The spectrum of your chakras. So you first, this is in other words, what they say, the experience must first be seen in red, then orange, then green, uh, yellow, green, blue, etc. You know, that's what they mean. The purified spectrum. See, the proper attitude for the most purifying spectrum of energy center manifestation in violet ray. That means that the, the light that is going, pure light that is coming through you, you don't greet it with some blockage of what is she going to say if I say this. Just let it go and see that you said it with all the love and then you express it, you know, quite honestly. Then you see that it's not really that relevant to, you know, the growth of both of you. And it might even, you know, improve the relationship. And then just sacramental and just flows into the violet ray. All right. My God. We have, I don't know. I want to finish the session today. So, yeah, we're going to go over the hour for sure. So Ra says, this is why the brilliance or rotational speed of the energy center is not considered be above the balance aspect or violet ray manifestation of an entity in regarding harvest stability. For those entities which are unbalanced, especially as to the primary rays, will not be capable of sustaining the impact of the love and light of intelligent infinity to the extent necessary for harvest. This is huge. So, my God, all right. So this is why brilliance or rotational speed of the energy centers is not considered above the balance aspect. We covered already this and set the foundation for to understand that what they, they're saying is that there is no priority to feel and believe that, oh my God, you know, my, I'm so loving. I'm such a loving entity that I vibrate so big that I'm so unbalanced in my wisdom. Because wisdom manages the love. So it's like having, you know, your love is the energy. It's the energy of the universe. But it really is within a vehicle because you are a vehicle. You are a, uh, a vessel of a balanced entity, but it really is like putting, I don't know, um, a Formula One engine on a tricycle. How is that gonna work on a tricycle where you put your two-year-old two uh, kid on the tricycle and it steps on, you know, the acceleration of, it's gonna be awful, it's gonna be terrible. You know, you have the loving entity there and you have a Ferrari going, <laughs> that's what's happening. You know, you need to manage that, you need to, have a proper movement and direction and um, balancing. So it's not about, you know, working your energy centers, but balancing them. And it's better to work in a balanced way throughout your whole evolution than to work uh, inharmoniously with different energy centers. So how do you see that? You just see them manifested. We have covered enough to know what the energy centers are. So keep that in mind. You just know where it's ex expressing it. So survivability, that's red. If you're putting a lot of thoughts and energy in that, then you might have some blockages there. What's happening? Identity. Are you very eccentric with the way you profess who you are? I'm so gay, I need to tell people. I'm such a man, I need to tell all the women and the gays. <laughs> I'm so feminine that I want to show, you know, how, how beautiful this body is, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with any of what I said of expressing who you are. But like Alan Watts used to say, you know, with men, like, 
if you are a man, you know, that just shows, you know, you don't have to tell anybody, you know, you don't have to emphasize who you are. What you are, it's it's inherent. If you're a man, you're a man and everybody sees it. You don't have to emphasize it. Um, but that's still in our society, especially in Spanish society. There's a lot of macho, you have to be very macho. And I'm not gay, I'm not gay. <laughs> Why not? Are you afraid? You're afraid of being gay? <laughs> uh, so cute. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's a balance they need to find. And then yellow, orange, I mean yellow, green. You see the picture here. It's all about balancing it and seeing where you're stuck. Let's go on. Don says, question 20. Could you tell me the difference between space-time and time-space? Ross says, using your words, the difference is that between the visible and invisible, or the physical and metaphysical. Using mathematical terms, as does the one called Larson, the difference is that between space-time and time-space. <laughs> Basically, I mean, they just put it ST and TS. But, alright, this is a question I get a lot, and I'm glad that Rob mentioned it here, because that's just... That's it. I mean, space-time and time-space are basically the same thing. There's two sides of the same coin. Uh, using your words, they say, the difference between the visible and invisible. Our world is visible. The uh, love is metaphysical because it cannot be... Yet is the bridge between, you know... Um, of course, it is the bridge, the center. So, it's, you can see it here too. Is the bridge. Love is the bridge between the unseen the spiritual, you know, uh, throw chakra, indigo ray, infin intelligent infinity, and the physical, you know, red, survival, physical, chemistry, orange, body, uh, yellow, uh, human interaction, intellect, uh, science, all this stuff. It is the bridge. Love is something that you cannot explain because it lies here and there. You know, you feel it and you know it's there and you can know that other people have it for you and all this stuff. Yet you can't describe it, you can't explain it. So, um, yeah, that is the difference. Physical and metaphysical, and using mathematical terms, as Dewey Larson used to, uh, to describe his model of um, this, um, the reciprocal system, is uh, ST and TS. So, not much to say there. If you have questions about this, because I know I get a lot of questions about space-time, time-space, love, light, light, love, uh, learn, teaching, teach, learnings, Leave me a comment. Next question. Don says, You mentioned in the last session that fasting was a method of removing unwanted thought forms. Can you expand on this process and explain a little more about how this works? Ross says, This, as all healing techniques, must be used by a conscious being. That is, a being conscious that the ridding of excess and unwanted material from the body complex is the analogy of the ridding of mind or spirit of excess or unwanted material. Thus, the one discipline or denial of the unwanted portion as an appropriate part of the self is taken through the tree of mind down through the trunk to subconscious levels where the connection is made. And thus, the body, mind and spirit, then, in unison, express denial of the excess or unwanted spiritual or mental material as part of the entity. So, this is a very long way to say that fasting is a tool in the arsenal of the spiritual person. Uh, while it does provide benefits for people who are maybe not spiritual, yet they use it with some sort of uh, 
faith in that it will help him uh, heal their bodies, right? Is, um, you know, that's how, the question is how this liberates her from thought forms that you want to get rid of. Patterns of behaviors. That's really what thought forms are. Patterns of behaviors that keep feeding these thought forms. Negative, whatever. Um, or positive, too. But you want to get rid of the negative, of course. So, when you do this consciously, you know, aside from the people that may do it for physical, you know, um, benefits, which there are plenty, and it's not that the spiritual, of course, person doesn't benefit from the physical. It's just that now it, it benefits twofold. When the conscious being uses it as a technique of healing for uh, ridding or liberating the excess and unwanted material of the body because you're cleansing physically and they use it analogously with you know, the, the necessity of getting rid of something also mentally, spiritual. Then this is taken by, um, by the, the tree of mind. The tree of mind, we explained this. Go look it up in the channel if you haven't, because it does explain and puts a huge uh, perspective in the model of what the mind is. Mind, consciousness, perspective, all of it goes there. So um, I think it was session 30, 31, something like that. Go look it up. It's really, really important. Um, so what they're saying is that the... Um, I'll leave it here. I'll leave something here. If I remember, please check it out here. If you're on a TV or something doesn't show it, Go look it up in a PC or something, or just look it up. Tree, um, the mind, the tree of minds, I think I call it. Tree of the mind, whatever. I have a, even a separate video you can go watch. So, uh, the body, the mind, and spirit in unison express denial uh, through the spiritual or mental material as part of the entity. So, that's what it's doing. It's going through the tree of mind and saying, we don't want this. You know, we are also not wanting this part. This is why it's used in spiritual practices because it's not about, you know, the body. Oh, I need to preserve the body and to be in perfect condition. Yes, as a side effect, it does do that. But also, it liberates you from a lot of stuff that you may be holding on to. People who do 24, 48, or 72-hour fasts, they can see the benefits on this. And the benefits being, you know, how you change your consciousness. You shift consciousness tremendously on a prolonged fast. Those are spiritual fasts. And this is why Jesus, Muhammad, um, I believe, uh, who else did it? Buddha, of course, uh, Gautama did it. And so many others uh, did the 40-day fast. 40 days of fasting. All right, let's keep talking about fasting. Ra says, all then falls away and the entity while understanding, if you will, and appreciating the, nat the nature of the rejected material as part of the greater self, nevertheless, through the action of the will, purifies and refines the mind-body-spirit complex, bringing into manifestation the desired mind complex or spirit complex attitude. So this is just a mechanism, you know, how it falls away while understanding the entity, of course, if you will, and appreciating the nature of the rejected material as part of the greater self. So that means... Releasing it, this is a very important portion too. When you release something, you don't release it as a, you know, like when you see a bug and you're like, oh my God, go away from here, you know? <laughs> you release it as something that serve you well. I always say this to people that I counsel. Look at it always as something that is doing you a favor. 
it has been serving you and you no longer need it. It, it, is, it really is, I mean, this is probably, you know, a manifestation in, in, in human behavior of people that break up with their partner. And I, I see a lot of people that they go into a conflict and, ah, oh, go away, I don't want to see you anymore. That person serve you. That person help you realize something and you rejecting you know, further communication with that person. I mean, if it's toxic, that's a different thing. But even toxic people, you can see, you can appreciate. It's not about keeping contact with them at all. It's the perception. People still talk about their ex-boyfriends or ex-wives or whatever as, oh, oh my God, what a, what do you mean, oh my God? I mean, don't you see the beauty and how they contributed to you? So in the same way, you know where I'm going to. In the same way, when you purge these thought forms, this could be in psychedelic uh, experiences too. When you purge that, you should be grateful of that thought form because it served you well. And that's what they're saying, appreciating the nature of the rejected material as part of the greater self. Because you are one self and it served you. Nevertheless, through the action of the will, purifies and refines the mind-body-spirit complex, bringing it to manifestation of the sorry-mind complex of spirit complex nature. So basically, you know, even though I reject it and see that it was part of me and I love it, I, you know, it it purifies and refines the mind-body-spirit complex, bringing into manifestation the desired mind-complex or spirit-complex attitude. So even though you, you reject a part of you, it brings something new and now you appreciate it both ways. So what they're saying, we can keep talking about this philosophically, but I don't want to. It's too, too far already. We have much more to cover. Don says, question 22. Then would this be like a conscious reprogramming of catalyst? For instance, for some entities, catalyst is programmed by the higher self to create experiences so that the entity can release itself from unwanted biases. Would this be analogous then to the entity consciously programming this release and using fasting as the method of communication to itself? Wow. Don shocks me with this one. Ra says, this is not only correct, but may be taken further, and they do. The self, if conscious to a great enough extent of the workings of this catalyst and the techniques of programming, may, through concentration of the will and the faculty of faith alone, cause reprogramming without the analogy of the fasting, the diet, or other analogous body complex disciplines. This is great. There's so much to talk about here. I'll probably get to the hour and a half here. I don't know. But take a look at this. Don is saying first, you know, is this a way in which you can program your own catalyst because you are, you're literally being the higher self here saying, I don't want this, so I want to reject it, and I'll go through this technique of fasting to inform my mind that I don't want it, and it will be released, bringing a new spiritual, uh, I don't know, aspect into myself. Is this analogous? Ra says, this is not only correct, but let's take it further. The self, okay, you, if conscious to a great enough extent of the workings of this catalyst and the techniques of programming, okay, the more you learn, this is why, again, session 31, 32, uh, or 33, I talked about catalyst there, reprogramming, the more you know how this 
reality works in terms of catalyst, the more you are strengthened and the more you are empowered to create and balance your own catalyst. What do they say? They say, basically, okay, the more you are aware of the workings of this catalyst and the techniques of programming, they may, through concentration of the will, okay, using your will, and the faculty of faith alone, faith alone, faith. So you have a will and you say, you know what, I want to uh, get rid of my, uh, my anxiety. And I really do. And I have faith that no matter what I do and what comes my way, it's going to help me. So you are programming yourself already to say, bring in those things that give me anxiety and I'm going to face them, okay? Your will will produce that, but you have to have faith that no matter what brings you, I don't know, you lost your job. Oh my God, it's the biggest source of anxiety. I have faith this will bring me to a better understanding of reality and my own self. Guess what? The job or the place that you use, I have to use a very simple way, very dramatic. You know, the next day, the whole place blows up. Terrorist attack. No, not a terrorist attack. I don't know. People get, uh, whatever. Think of something tragic that you avoided. All of a sudden, the next day, the following day, you could call for a better job. You know, the job that you always wanted. You know, something like that happened. You're like, oh, wow, you know, great. My faith actually worked. You know, so just be, and again, I'm using, <laughs> I'm not saying that's going to happen. It could happen, but you get the, you get the point. Um, so the faculty of faith alone cause reprogramming without the analogy of the fasting. You don't need to fast the diet, you don't need to diet, or other analogous body complex disciplines, because you don't have to put yourself through a, you know, okay, a physical information for my mind and my spirit. Even psychedelics, you don't need psychedelics for this. This is why great sages always, you know, say, especially in these times when they are asked about psychedelics, they say, well, you don't really need them. However, they are, they are helpful, and I will say this, they are helpful as fasting is because it it, they they may help you see things that you don't want to see. See? You see? So, you know, that's, that's what you can dispense of if you have a strong will. Now, people become dependent on psychedelics or fasting or other spiritual practice because they think that's what they're, you know, it's bringing them growth. Sure, but you're telling somebody else to do the work for you when you can actually grow your own will and strengthen it actually, uh, strength of will, willpower. All right, we go to a next question where Don says, I have a book, Initiation, in which the woman describes initiation. Are you familiar with the contents of this book? Ra says, this is correct, we scan your mind. I'm not familiar with the book. Uh, Don says, Jim has read the entire book. I have only read part of it but I was wondering if the teachings in the book with respect to balancing were your teachings, Ross' teachings. And Ross says, this is basically correct with distortions that may be seen when this material is collated with the material we have offered. Um, and I have, this is the book Initiation by Elizabeth Heich or Heish, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. So uh, I'm not gonna linger here, it's just a book that is influenced by the Ra's teachings. And yeah, I mean, if we have Ra's teaching here, then, you know, that book may be complementary. 
We can talk about this, but I don't want to. Maybe I do. No, let's move on. Uh, we have the raw material here. So anything else, again, it's, it's like me, let me say this quick. This would be like me writing a book about, you know, the raw material. It is helpful for a lot of people that are not, you know, getting into the raw material. Maybe it'll help them, but it's no match with, to this. Whatever book I write about the raw material will never be, you know, like this. Or the raw teachings. And this is where people can get confused because I'll put my own spin to it. And people would say like, well, the raw material didn't say like Gabe did in his book. Yeah, but I interpreted it from the raw material. So go always to the source. Go to the source. Follow the money, they say right now, right? On research, follow the money. All right. Next question. Don says, why are the red, yellow, and blue energy centers called primary centers? I think from the previous material, I understand this, but is there some tracing of these primary colors back to intelligent infinity that is more profound than what you have given us? So, <laughs> Ross says, we cannot say what may seem profound to an entity. The red, yellow, and blue rays are primary because they signify activity of a primary nature. Red ray is the foundation. Orange, orange ray, the movement towards yellow ray, which is the ray of self-awareness and interaction. Green ray is the movement through various experiences of energy exchanges having to do with the compassion and all forgiving love to the primary blue ray, which is the first ray of radiation of self, of self regardless of any actions from another. Okay, so uh, what are we talking about here? Energy centers, again, primary <coughs> colors or primary energy centers are uh, red, yellow, and uh, blue. Red, yellow, blue. Blue. So, <laughs> Ross says, we cannot say what may be profound to an entity. They're so careful to say, like, this is not profound. You decide what's profound. That's your own poetical way to see the world. So, they say red, yellow, and blue are, are primary because they signify an activity of primary nature. This is inherent with the work that we do with these energy centers, whether it be in chakras, subdensities, or in densities. Um, so they say red ray is the foundation. That's the first primary ray. Is the foundation because through red ray you have a body, you have um, you have a sort of connection with the world. You are manifested. Red ray is manifestation. Boom, you're here you have materialized yourself. So it is a foundation, that's primary. Orange ray, the movement towards yellow. So you can see orange movement towards yellow. It's not primary because the activity is not of one, one of uh, outer expression, okay? It is a movement, it's a inner self-realization. And then uh, towards yellow ray, which is the ray of self-awareness and interaction, that's why uh, yellow ray is once again its manifestation, its materialization of you as a self uh, and other selves. That is the interaction and self-awareness. So now you know, and you're now it's a it's an outer work or activity, like they say. Green ray is again just like orange, um, the movement through various experiences of energy exchanges, having to do with compassion and all forgiving love to the primary blue ray. So you see. Just like orange ray informs yellow ray of I am here, I exist. Now the activity is to go see why I'm here and why I exist. Just like uh, 
Red Ray is like, I am here, I exist, let me go see why do I exist, and that is the meeting into Orange Ray. And then it says, oh, I'm here, I exist. That is self-realization. I mean, in this case, in Orange Ray, it's just, um, they, they know they exist, okay? They have awareness, that is awareness. And then there is a movement towards self-awareness that brings again into self-realization, the green. And green ray is the movement through various experiences of energy exchanges, so now it's love, compassion, and all this stuff, to the primary blue ray. So now, which is the first ray of radiation of self, regardless of any actions from another. So in blue ray, you are simply acting. You know, you're just being. A blue, the blue entity is just being who he or she is. That's it. You are. I don't care what anybody says. This is me. <laughs> so uh, that is the expression of Blu-ray. But you need orange for that. And orange is love, compassionate. And that's, you know, it's not like I do what I want. I don't care what people say. You know, that's pretty orange. <laughs> that's pretty orange, maybe yellow. You know, behavior, like, uh, I don't care what people say, man, you know, I'm going to tell him, I'll tell him, I'll tell him, you know, you have an agenda, what's up with you? <laughs> the Blu-ray is just being because he is, you know, and that's it, there's, there's not more, nor less, you know, I'm not telling you what to do, and I'm telling you uh, what not to do, <laughs> just, hey, this is me, you know, I'm water, I'm flowing, that is blue, blue is water. But blue is not water in the sense of the four elements, I'm not getting into that. So Ra says, the green ray entity is ineffectual in the face of blockage from other selves. Yes, the blue ray entity is a co-creator. This may perhaps simply be a restatement of previous activity, but if you consider the function of the Logos as representative of the infinite creator ineffectuating the knowing of the creator by the creator, you may perhaps see the steps by which this may be accomplished. May we ask for one more, one final full question before we leave this working? So. Not much else to say here, but emphasize what uh, the green entity is, as it is uh, ineffectual in the face of blockage from other selves. Um, so the green ray doesn't have, uh, it's not affected by the true green, it's not affected by other selves, basically, because it sees other selves as, you know, what it is, you know, the, the, same, the same energy, the same person, the same, the same self. The blue ray entity is a co-creator because it's already acting as a creator see it's outer that's the difference in uh red it's easier to call them one three five red yellow uh blue they're both outer they're seeking out to express to to do activity on the outside whereas orange green or two four and six even uh indigo they're all inner it's inner work it's all inside, so that's the difference. And it's a co-creator because of that, the blue entity. This may perhaps uh, simply be a restatement of previous activity, like, you know, being the creator. But if you consider the function of the Logos as representative of the infinite creator in effectuating the knowing of the creator by the creator, you may perhaps see the steps by which this may be accomplished. Of course, you know, <laughs> the Logos as representative of the infinite creator Okay, the infinite creator effectuating the knowing of the creator by the creator. What does that mean? The creator cannot be another creator unless it divides itself into an illusion. You know, um, a mirror image of itself. That is what we are. 
from the photons, all of them different, you know, uh, expressions, all, all photons being the same, uh, <laughs> same expression of itself, uh, to Ra and us. We are all the same. So it's the creator knowing itself. That's why they say this may be, you know, restated, uh, a restatement of previous activity of, you know, the same entity knowing itself and seeing itself, but it can only know itself. Maybe in the future we can devise different octaves. Who knows? But for now, this is how it works. Final question is, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an enticing one. Don says, this may be too long a question for this working, but I will ask it. And if it's too long, we can continue it at a later time. Could you tell me of the development of the social memory complex Ra from its first beginnings and what catalyst it used to get to where it is now an activation of race? Is this too long a question? Uh, Don is asking about Ra. Like, Ra, tell me your story. What's up? How did it go? So Ra says, final question or answer. They say, the question does not demand a long answer. For we who experience the vibratory densities upon your upon that planetary sphere, which you call Venus, we're fortunate in being able to move in harmony with the planetary vibrations with a harmonious graduation to second, to third, and to fourth, and a greatly accelerated fourth density experience. We spent much time space, if you will, in fifth density, balancing the intense compassion we had gained in fourth density. The graduation, again, was harmonious, and our social memory complex, which had become most firmly cemented in fourth density, remained of a very strong and helpful nature. So, all right, before I finish the last part, what Ra is saying here is that, uh, all right, we were pretty fortunate to be harmonious with the vibrations of our planet, Venus, um, between second to third, third to fourth, and then fourth to fifth, they had to spend, uh, they, they actually went, we spent much time, if you will, in fifth density. Because once they move into fifth with all their, you know, compassion and love and uh, everything went smooth until they got to fifth density. And they were like, oh my God, we're not wise at all. You know, we're so compassionate. They were, they were cloying with their loving and compassion. And they had to spend a lot of time balancing the uh, the intense compassion they had gained in fourth density, because they came from a very harmonious third density, and in fourth density they probably went even further down the spectrum of love without wisdom. The graduation again was harmonious, and our social memory complex, which had become most firmly cemented in fourth density, remained of a very strong and helpful nature. What does this mean? That they became very yes, we have to help everybody, wow, all the wisdom we got, you know, is to help all the beings in the cosmos, and they liked a lot of wisdom. And so Orion showed up and said, well, we got more to you, brother. We got more for you. And Ra says, our sixth density work was also accelerated because of the harmony of our social memory complex so that we were able to set out as members of the Confederation to even more swiftly approach graduation to seven density. Our harmony, however, has been a grievous source of naivety as regards working with your planet. Is there a brief query before we leave this instrument? Don finishes with the usual question, what can we do? 
to improve the contact or make the instrument Carla more comfortable. But Ra, what <laughs> what is saying here is that they basically got to sixth density and they were very harmonious, you know, really well. But that harmony <laughs> has been a grievous source of naivete as regards to working with our planets. Why? Because they say, let's give you pyramids. You guys are awesome. You guys are God. And they said, what, we're God? Bring up the elite. Yes. Bring up the money. Oh my God. Bring up the slaves. <laughs> and Ra was like, oh my God, what do we do? All right, let's, uh, let's give them something else. Let's give them uh, technology. Oh my God, what do we do? <laughs> Over time. Uh, that's so beautiful. I feel like the council, um, first they, they became members of the confederation and the council told the confederation like, all right, yeah, assign Ra, who needs a lot of wisdom in their sixth density, um, planet Earth. It's gonna be awesome. And that's what happened. So, see, they're so loving. You gotta love Ra. You know, they, they were so naive to work with us in the way they did. So that's that's all they're saying here. You know, they, they had a pretty harmonious way, but very unbalanced in the terms of, um, of wisdom. So, all right, conclusions. I want to, I mean, this was a very long session in terms of, or very long second part of, uh, of session 41. But I, I want to bring practical, uh, practical views to this. First of all, as we talk about the, uh, the harmony of Ra or the balancing, see how Ra balance had to balance even you know, in, uh, in higher densities, they're in balance in love, uh, love and wisdom. They, uh, we also have this right here, and we talked about balancing in energy centers when we talk about our society here on planet Earth and how unbalanced we are in terms of yellow ray. Yellow ray is not balanced at all. Um, but we have, this is the beauty of it, because planet Earth is such a school for Ra. Imagine what it is for us, whatever we come from, you know, whether it be from uh, we are natives of Earth, or we are from the Pleiades, or Ceres, or uh, whatever, Andromeda, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. You are here to learn, and you have a lot of lessons that are potentially available to you. You don't have to learn, um, like you don't have to have to. It's just that you're here for learning. <laughs> There's no other reason. Um, and so this is, if this session helped in anything, is to consider your energy centers as, again, framework um, for uh, for reference, you know, to see where you are. What are your imbalances? How do you see yourself? There is no, like, okay, I. if you become a Buddha, then yes, you know, that is proper balancing. If you do that, then you shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> um, but, you know, this, it's, a, it's a good reference. And also to know that you already are all of that you know you don't have to it's like i feel like there's a lot of people i just made a post on twitter yeah believe it or not i use twitter occasionally just to take a screenshot and post it on instagram <laughs> um but i posted there's there's this obsession with health right now that we have that obsession with health can be translated into an egocentric view of the self 
because I need to be healthy. I need to be healthy. You don't have to be healthy. You can be unhealthy and still work completely in what you're supposed to, which is spiritual work. But when you when you push aside spiritual work and you say, no, 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 it's this body. What are you looking at? You're looking at a limited body, a limited perception of the creation. You, you know, a, a body. So you have to be obsessed with health. Well, in the same way, people can get obsessed with work in my energy centers. Uh, to, this week, I'm going to work my my uh, mani pura, you know, so my digestive system. I'm going to fast, and I'm going to include this, uh, whatever. And I'm also going to work on service to others, so I'm going to sacrifice myself, whatever. I don't know. People can go crazy on this and start working. You are perfect already. So what you need, what balancing is, if anything, is to sit down, relax. See the experiences. I'm not saying literally sit down, but just relax on your day-to-day uh, activities. See what are the experiences that are coming to you and see how you process them. That is what balancing is. If you feel uh, attacked by somebody who said that you, know, you are uh, Asian and you feel affected by it, you feel offended by somebody calling you Asian for whatever reason, that's an orange thing, you know, that's an orange identity stuff. If you feel affected by, you know, the way things are and the government and blah, 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 and you're, that's your yellow ray, you know, indicating something. I can't tell you what it is. You have to look it up in yourself. If you feel like you're so compassionate, oh my God, my love is going all over the place. I cry for everything because it is, and I'm not mocking anybody. This is just how people are, you know, people are very sensitive. That's just showing you, you know, how you need to balance. Maybe you're very, you know, uh, intellectual and you're very, uh, things should be this way. Well, you have an imbalance in your heart, you know, and you look that up and you just see, okay, with honest appreciation of the self, you see that, you know, that's, that's just how it is. So again, this is such a long uh, conversation in energy centers and perceiving. I hope this was helpful. Again, I do my best to uh, interpret this in the way I see it. So I hope you can see a, a little, a, a glimpse at least of what I see. So you can also create and project your own holographic uh, interpretation of what this this whole metaphysical stuff is. But that's it. That's all I got. An hour and a half. Thank you for watching all this. Uh, even if you watch it, you know, in segments, I appreciate it. Um, leave a like, subscribe, do the whole thing. So this channel is... I don't know, grows too spiritually. <laughs> it goes through its evolution. But yeah, that's it. All right, session 42. I'll see you next time. Love you. Thank you for watching. Session 42. See you then.